Welcome to On The Record News. It's Wednesday, the 22nd of March. I'm Aru Call. And I'm Justin Lam. These are the stories we're following this week. Three more candidates in the race for Toronto Mayor. One of them, former Toronto Police Chief Mark Saunders. He declared on Monday night. He is expected to make public safety his priority. Councillor Josh Matlow has also joined the contest. He tweeted yesterday that if elected, he would channel nearly $400 million into public buildings and services. Former Toronto Sun columnist Anthony Fury is the third new candidate. Riding the TTC is about to get more expensive. On April 3rd, youth and adult fares will rise by 10 cents. For seniors though, or anyone using a monthly pass, fares won't change. Same thing for riders with disabilities. No fare increase. The Transit Commission will also be getting about a billion dollars in municipal funding. The TTC says that money will go towards safety, accessibility, and reliability of the TTC. The minimum wage is going up on the 1st of April, from $15.55 to $16.55. But if you're a minimum wage earner who also takes the TTC, some of that extra money in your pocket will be needed to pay the new higher fares. Anyone who traveled inside Ontario last year and stayed in paid accommodation has got a tax break coming their way. It's called the Ontario Staycation Tax Credit. It allows travelers to claim 20% of whatever they paid to stay overnight away from home. It can be applied to hotels, B&Bs, cottages, or campgrounds. Earlier today, we brought reporter Jack Wannan into the studio to talk about tax season and other tax credits people should know about. Yeah, so a lot of the experts I spoke to while writing my story, they said that, you know, doing the, having someone do your taxes is fine, but it's, it's better to be a part of the process so you can really understand uh, where your money is going and what's happening to it. Uh, if you have your parents do your taxes for you, there might be certain benefits that uh, affect you or certain expenses you can put into your taxes that um, they might not be aware of. So it's good to be involved. And uh, a lot of the experts I spoke to, they also said that um, one of the things about uh, doing taxes and especially starting to do taxes when you're university age is that that's when they're they're simplest for most people at least so when you learn how to do taxes while you're still a university student there's only a few things to, to learn about and take into account and then later on in life once you have that that foundation of learning how to do taxes at that time in life you can move on and things can be more complex later in life but you will you will know how to do taxes at that foundational level and um, you know, I, one expert I spoke to said, you know, the more complex your life gets, the more complex your taxes probably will as well. So really, you know, if you are just able to learn that foundation at the start, uh, it'll help you greatly later in life. Right, so while there are still students, are there any resources that they could use to help them uh, file their income taxes and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of the experts I spoke to you know, people who work for banks, people who work for tax companies, a lot of them recommended that you use, uh, if you're going to file your taxes yourself, use a program like TurboTax. Uh, these programs are very simple. You know, back in the day, a long time ago, everybody had to do their taxes with paper. We're no longer in those days, luckily. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, most people, it's an overwhelming majority, do their taxes online. And you know these programs like TurboTax, they make it very simple. They make sure you, you don't miss any of the, the small details that might affect you. Uh, and they, they make it actually quick for you too. Uh, a resource if you want to do your taxes without any of those programs, or maybe you have a little hesitancy and you want some help, 
there is a uh, program being run by the student union on campus right now. It's a tax clinic and it runs from uh, late March to early April and uh, people are able to register online for an appointment right now. Right, and what are some important documents that students should know when filing their taxes? Uh, details and important documents that they should know? Right, so there's a lot of unique things that students can uh, take into account when writing their, their income taxes that uh, wouldn't affect other people. For example, um, there are uh, tax credits and tax deductions that are exclusive to students. Uh, there are deductions that take into account your tuition, your textbook fees. If you moved uh, because of uh, school, th th there is uh, something you can take into account for that as well. Th there are lots of ways that um, you should, there, there are lots of ways that you, you can um, use your status as a student to um, make sure that you are getting the proper uh, tax return and one that is most beneficial to you. I will say one thing that's important is that um, every, every person should file online and they should file on time. Um, online, you, you get to skip all the paperwork and you get to, um, you, you get to instantly send it to um, the, the CRA. Um, and you actually get it back quicker. They say that uh, they, sh they try to get it back to you within two weeks. Uh, if you send it online, where if you send it through paper, you they try to get back to you within eight weeks, and on time because uh, you know if you send your ta income tax forms on time, uh, you don't run the risk of f facing any penalties or any delays, and uh, the, the whole process will just be very uh, simple for you. Right. Thanks, Jack. So for more information, check out his article on the OTR website. In other news, campus elections and voter turnout. It's the same sad story at TMU every year. It seems that students just can't be bothered to vote. We asked reporter Julia Sacco to see what she could find out. I'm here on TMU campus to ask students what they know about the upcoming TMSU elections and if they're planning to vote. I don't know enough about them to make a fair vote, so probably not. Yeah, yeah probably since there's not a lot of information on it, it's a lot of posters, but not a lot of like as for what it's based on. Okay, cool. Because I'm a first year, probably not, because I don't really know too much about it. But like, I'll probably learn more about it eventually, because like it's first year, so it's kind of like hectic, if that makes sense. But I would vote next year, potentially knowing that like they do affect like our maybe our curriculum. I really don't know much about it, but like they do affect what goes around the school. Sure. Yeah. I'm gonna be so honest. I wasn't planning on voting, um, just more because there's just like a lot going on mm -hmm. for me right now. So. Yeah, just a little, busy. yeah, just a little busy, sure. yeah. It seems like, generally, TMU students are still in need of some encouragement to get out to the polls. I'd say probably more promotional material. I get, like, emails, but, like, not everyone gets around to their emails a lot, and maybe more information on, like, social media and stuff so that I could know what I'm voting for exactly, yep. yeah. I think I'm um, explaining to the students how to directly affect them, too, like, having little meetings and stuff, maybe that would help. Yeah, I think about what you said, to be completely honest. Just kind of knowing how it's going to influence Yeah, I'm like, your... I feel like I'm just like really like not well informed in it. So yeah. like, I guess it's kind of on my part as well to be informed and stuff like this as well. But like, yeah, if I like knew more about it and it like coincide with a lot of the things I believe in and what I wanted, you know, like for the good of all, like then I would definitely go and vote. Sure. Yeah, that's what a lot of people have been saying, just kind of seeing how it would influence their academic career going forward kind of thing. 
Because it is like the first year back from like COVID, so like we are all like really lost in like what it specifically does because it actually may affect like how we go to school and stuff, like what like what surrounds the schools because mm -hmm. everyone was so like on their computers and we we're all like just, all of a sudden just back on campus. So that's probably why like we're a little confused, you know? Sure. Yeah, totally. It's a lot. I think it's a lot like we feel like we don't really like my voice doesn't really matter in the sense like it doesn't really matter if I vote or not because there's like so many other people. Sure. So I also feel like that's like a lot of reason why I'm just like I I mean, I'm going to sit this one out, guys. Sure. <laughs> All you. And with On the Record News, I'm Julia Sacco. Back to you in studio. That was OTR reporter Julia Sacco with help from producer Coyle Asofifa. Okay, so if you don't feel like voting on campus, how about some other activities instead? Here's reporter L. Laws with a roundup. If you have some free time before final season starts, consider checking out these events on campus. The seasons are changing, and with that comes the spring equinox. TMU Aboriginal Student Services will be hosting a round dance in the Mattamy Athletic Center Thursday at 6 p.m. You are invited to come and learn about the changing seasons, sacred medicines, and ways to honor and feast on sacred items in celebration of the spring equinox. The Democracy Exchange Summit is happening on campus from Thursday to Saturday. The event themes include integrity of information, economic and social inequality, and trust in governance. The summit will have live talks, hands-on workshops, and networking opportunities. Hear from speakers like Anja Girardez and Marie Ressa. Tickets are $25 for students. If defending ideals is not your thing and learning how to physically defend yourself is, sign up for some basic self-defense classes at TMU. The series is to teach women some basic self-defense tactics. The series will run every Wednesday at 5 p.m. until mid-April. The Indigenous Student Showcase and Open House is happening this Thursday from 2 to 6 p.m. This event will highlight Indigenous students' achievements innovation, and creativity. Come and celebrate these students' success. So before you're trapped inside, studying, and worrying about your own academic success, go out and enjoy these events. I'm Elle Laws. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Elle. And events happening off campus. This Saturday, violinist Stella Song will be performing up in York Mills at the Trinity Presbyterian Church from 5 to 6.30 p.m. Tickets are $25 online or $30 at the door. Proceeds go to the charity Autism in Mind for the development of their therapy programs. Are you an entrepreneur, freelancer, or professional looking to expand your circle? Then this creative networking event is for you. This Sunday at 2 p.m., head over to the Rhino Barn Grill in Parkdale to make connections, learn new skills, or just to have a drink. The Corner Comedy Club is hosting an open mic marathon next Tuesday from 8 to 11 p.m. With a $10 entry fee, you can see a total of up 30 up-and-coming comedians. That's all happening at 243 Queen Street West, near St. Patrick. Craving for more hockey content? Well, you're in luck. The 2023 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament will be held at the Madame Athletic Centre from this Friday to Sunday. All games are free and open to the public. Speaking of sports, here's Cassie Agao with even more. April is right around the corner, which means so are the NHL and NBA playoffs. 
Welcome to your weekly Toronto sports recap. The Toronto Maple Leafs are down to their final two weeks of regular season games. They're coming off two weekend wins, 5-2 against the Carolina Hurricanes on Friday and 5-4 in a shootout against the Ottawa Senators on Saturday. In the marathon shootout, goalie Matt Murray blocked six shots after already making 48 saves. In his post-game interview, teammate Austin Matthews said Murray was a brick wall. He was so solid and uh, came up with some big saves for us, which was massive. And um, you know, just just kept playing. He doesn't get rattled in there. He just uh, you know onto the next shot and onto the next uh, you know onto the next play. And um, you know, he was huge for us tonight. Unfortunately, that weekend high did not carry into last night since they lost the New York Islanders 7-2. We wish them luck tomorrow when they take on the Panthers. The Toronto Raptors remain at ninth in the Eastern Conference as they play their last 10 games of the regular season. The Raptors wrapped up their road trip on Sunday with a loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. Fred Van Vliet had 23 points and OG Ananubi put up 22 but still ended up with a 118-111 loss. Tonight, they take on the Indiana Pacers at Scotiabank Arena in the first of four games at home. Toronto FC won its first match of the season on Saturday night, defeating Inter-Miami CF 2-0 at BMO Field. Toronto lost its first three matches and is ready to turn the shaky start around. Head coach Bob Bradley said in the post-game press conference that the team is looking solid. Toronto will be back at BMO on April's Fool's Day when they take on Charlotte FC. Baseball fans in the city and across the country are gearing up for Major League Baseball's opening day next Thursday. The Toronto Blue Jays are looking regular season ready. They won against the division rival New York Yankees and lost narrowly to the Tampa Bay Rays last week in spring training. Star pitcher Alec Manoa took the mound against the Rays and is looking and sounding ready for another playoff run. Unfortunately, the Jays will play opening day away in St. Louis, but fans can get their tickets for the home opener on April 11th. This has been your weekly Toronto sports recap. For On The Record News, I'm Cassie Argao. Thanks, Cassie. I know I'll be buying a ticket. If you haven't had a chance to check the forecast for the next few days, we've got you covered. Here's reporter Samira Bolsara with this week's weather. Thanks, Saru. Here's a look at our highs for today. In Toronto, we're sitting at 5 degrees, fairly average for the end of March. That's slightly lower than other parts of the GTA, with Mississauga, Brampton, and Guelph seeing a high of 6 today. St. Catharines and Hamilton are feeling the most spring-like today with a high of 9 degrees. The GTA is also seeing some rain, mainly in the evening today, so depending where you are, precipitation levels are predicted at about 5 millimeters of rain. Now taking a look at our 5-day forecast for Toronto, the rain from today will continue into Thursday, starting those April showers just a little early. We're looking at a possible total of 6 millimeters of rain throughout Thursday, with warmer temperatures of about 11 to 12 degrees, so I wouldn't forget those umbrellas. Friday, we'll get a little bit of sun and get up to a high of 5 degrees. If you're heading out to the bars or clubs, I would still recommend a jacket, even if we're peaking out of those freezing temperatures. Now for your weekend forecast. Saturday, it looks like we're in for some mixed precipitation of snow and rain throughout the entire day, getting up to a high of 5 degrees. Sunday is definitely the nicer day with a high of 67 degrees and some sun. There will be potential light flurries, but nothing too intense. Thanks to Weather Network for all the data for this week's report. That's a wrap on weather. I'm Samira Bolsara. Thanks, Samira. I can't wait to ditch the winter coat. That's it for today's show. 
For more stories from our OTR newsroom, please have a look at our website. That's ontherecordnews.ca. I'm Aru Call. And I'm Justin Lam. See you back here next Wednesday.